0: Welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. I hope you guys are having an awesome week so far. I know what you're thinking. You're like, "Uh, is my phone haunted? Is there a new podcast? I haven't seen one like literally forever. And no, your phone's not haunted. Uh, yes, this is a new podcast. Yes, we have not had a new podcast in over a year. Uh, we have been super, super busy. Um, and if you guys have listened to the old episodes, you guys know that this is something that we do completely for free. I've always said that on every single episode. Uh, you know, I've asked you guys to share this out as we don't run ads on it, even though in the past we've had quite a few companies request to be, um, people that run ads for their business on our podcast. We just don't do it. And, um, we got really busy, and you know, when, when you get busy, you have to make hard decisions, and certain things have to go, and this was one of them. So we've been really busy with the marketing company, uh, and we also have been really busy with our e-commerce brand, Brave American, and we are going to go deep into that in uh, different episodes going forward, but today I just want to talk about something um, that I think we all can connect with and that a lot of people are talking about, um, you guys know that I also own a home service business here in Michigan, and so uh, my partner and I are directly dealing with the same thing, and I just thought it'd be good to kind of go over um, this one topic and hopefully bring some clarity, uh, hopefully relieve some stress off of some of you, and maybe even give you guys a few pointers that you haven't thought about, um, and, and, and you know, hopefully moving forward, something that you can kind of tackle and uh, start to implement in your business. So. You know, for the last year and a half, really, which is so crazy, it's close to been a year and a half uh, that the whole COVID-19 thing happened, right? I don't know about you guys, but here in Michigan, we have a crazy governor, um, probably one of the most strict throughout the entire country. And so I feel like, uh, you know, speaking from experience, I, I I can talk about this topic pretty well, and it's probably been you know, maybe the worst for us uh, than it has, you know, most other companies out there across the country. Uh, but a lot of changes have happened because of COVID. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, you guys uh, have been healthy and safe through the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, in the beginning of this, our business was literally shut down for months. And we we literally couldn't go out and do jobs. Like, I remember I had buddies in the lawn care business that, They were like my customer's grass is a foot high I'm going to cut their grass and they would do it and the neighbors would literally call the cops on them and they would get in trouble like it was it's crazy it was a crazy time that we went through and I pray it's over right I pray we don't fall back into it and you know they're already talking about another strain and all this crap but you know moving forward I pray it's not as severe as it was but it was bad guys like like really, really bad, and and hopefully you guys were able to take advantage of some of that PPP money that was out there from the government. That was literally free money. Um, you know, our business took it. Uh, you know, pretty much everyone I know that has a successful business did end up taking that, just because it was free money. And, and I don't know if the government should or shouldn't have done that. Uh, that's not what this podcast is for, but um, it did help a lot of businesses out there stay afloat and stay alive, or else they definitely would have went under. And so. Moving forward, even though businesses are now you know, allowed to fully operate, there's a lot of things that have changed, right? Um, I'm sure some of you guys have noticed that some of your customers want you wearing masks and gloves inside their homes and, and all this stuff that we're not used to doing, Um But going forward, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the things that have directly affected us, and I know are directly affecting other businesses all across the country, and kind of our mindset on it, and and what we're doing um, to basically uh, battle against it. And the first thing is the employee shortage. You guys know how bad it has been to find employees, and you know, at least here in Michigan, they're literally paying people to stay home and it's hard to battle that, right? A, you know, it's, it's obviously not, uh, it's not in my blood to be the kind of person that, that gets paid by the government to sit at home. I don't really understand that mentality, but I do understand the fact that some of these people were getting paid more than they would have at their actual job to be at home. So why would they go to work and make less? I get that. But because of that, that has that has created a massive employee problem. And and what happened was during COVID, all these businesses shut down, employees were getting paid to stay at home, and now things are reopening and now all these businesses need employees like hey we're open we need employees right so it has created a massive competition between all these employers to capture these employees and so what has that done well it's made it really hard to get people to even come in for interviews it's dro- it's driven the the price up of what you're paying people right let's say here in michigan we used to be able to pay you know an assistant you know to to our technicians 12 to 15 an hour. Now they're at 18 to 20. And that takes a massive toll on a business, uh, on their profitability. Uh, The businesses have to raise their pricing and then customers don't understand or or maybe customers don't want to pay. And it's this huge trickle effect that the government does not understand happens inside of a business by making small little decisions like paying people to sit at home. Right, And so you guys are dealing with this employee problem. We are too, okay? now um, you, you can listen to some of the people out there that are just amazing at hiring staff. That is not my strong suit. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm the best recruiter. I think we do a good job, but by, by no means am I the best one out there. However, I do know the best ones out there and even they are struggling, okay? And so if you're struggling to find employees, you're not alone, Don't panic, I understand. It feels like you're going backwards, but I'm gonna give you a few things that we're doing inside our business while we're short staffed to not lose money, right? And to actually be more profitable than we were. So, the first thing is simple. I want you guys to think like this. You have two options uh, in this situation. You have less employees than you need, and you probably have more jobs coming in than you can handle. So the more job thing is a a great problem to have. It means you have a full pipeline, right? You guys have probably heard me talk about this in the past. You want a full pipeline. That way you can pick and choose the jobs you want, right? You don't have to pick every single job. You don't have to price jobs low, so you're landing every single thing that comes in the door. You're able to set your price and be picky, choosy on exactly the jobs you want. So the first thing that you need to do is raise your prices. And the reason is, is because I actually want you to get less jobs than you normally would. Why is that? Well, at least in our home service business, we found that there's a tension and a time frame, And for us, that's being booked out three to four weeks. After that, there's it's very, very unlikely that we book a job unless the customer just is a diehard for our business or you know they're a, a repeat customer or they're booking for the future. But after three to four weeks, most people are out looking for someone who can get in sooner. And so I know that if I'm at that three to four week mark right now, one of two things is happening. Either one, I have a million people coming through our pipeline, which isn't a bad thing. But two, it means that my prices might be too low. And if I'm short-staffed, I have two options. I can either do jobs for the prices I always did them for, which is profitable, don't get me wrong, but I'm not gonna be able to do as many jobs because I don't have as many employees to service our customers this year. So in return, we're probably gonna do less revenue and less profit, Or I can raise my prices, I can do less jobs, I I can do the same amount of revenue as last year and the same amount of profit, right? Now, this whole thing has kind of reshaped the way I'm thinking about business for all of the companies that we own because it's not a bad thing necessarily to do less jobs and make the same amount of money. However, I am a huge advocate of acquiring as many customers as possible, which means possibly lowering your price a little bit so you can acquire more customers. Because down the road, we know that the customer base is everything, right? And so we're raising prices, we're doing jobs for more. Now, don't get me wrong, we're losing more jobs, okay? Our close rate that we shoot for is a 70% close rate normally, pre-COVID. Now, I'd be happy with a 40 to 50% close rate if we're raising the prices, because that means now that we're getting a little bit of friction, right? That 20 or 30% of people that would have probably normally bought from us aren't because they feel like we're a little expensive, but we're still closing 40 or 50% of the deals that are coming in, which is fine, because that's all we can handle anyway based on the staff we have. Hope it makes sense. Second thing, trimming your marketing efforts, okay? I want you guys to begin to think about your marketing efforts, everything that you're doing. And this is not me saying to quit doing what you're doing or to quit marketing your business. Not at all. Because you guys know this. Even in your busiest time, you should not stop marketing. Because when you have momentum, and then you stop doing everything you're doing, and you lose that momentum, it is hard to get it back. Okay, I say this all the time. It is Hard to get your momentum back. So let's say you're doing direct mail every month. You're running Google AdWords. It's June. You're slammed. You're booked three, four weeks out. You're like, okay, I can't take on any more work. I'm turning off my marketing stuff, right? You turn off the AdWords, whatever you're doing, okay? And then what happens? Three to four weeks out, the phone stops ringing. Your leads dry up. You're like, well, time, time to flip the stuff back on, flip it back on, but it doesn't work right away right? It takes another three to four weeks to get going. And so then you have a dry month, okay? So don't stop what you're doing, but I want you to think about your marketing in a different way. Maybe you do not have to do everything you were doing in the past. For us, not all marketing is equal. We know that certain marketing methods, A, work better, convert at a higher rate, and produce a better customer than other marketing methods. But we tend to do all of them pre-COVID because we're trying to acquire as many customers as possible because we know that is the end game is having a big customer list. Now I'll go into that soon. But right now, since we are short staffed, we're looking at our marketing methods and saying, okay, what marketing method acquires the best customer? What marketing method acquires the customer that pays the most, that has the highest average order value? Okay, For us, one of those, let's just say, is Google AdWords. Why? It's a very high intent marketing method. We know that when people are searching for our service on Google, there's a high probability that they're looking to purchase it, right? Where if we hit them on Facebook with a Facebook ad, we know that we're throwing our ad in front of that person and it's not as high intent because they're not necessarily looking for you. You're making them aware you exist in hopes that they say, I actually need that, right? But it's not as high intent. So we trim things like Facebook ads and we push things like Google AdWords because we know that the customer is much more high intent, the average order value is higher, it's an easier sell, they're already ready to buy your service when they find your business, right? And so we're trimming certain things, so maybe we don't have as many leads coming in, but the leads we have coming in are super solid. And then we're not spending as much money on marketing, however, we have more than enough deals coming in for the staff we have, and then we're pricing things higher, so we're doing the same amount of revenue, doing actually more profit with less guys and less jobs. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about here, I'm going to make this real brief, but this is... The game, you guys. Like You have to understand, without this, your business will never scale, it'll never grow, it'll never be recession-proof, okay? Last year, the businesses that made it were the businesses that focused on this thing right here. It's your customer list. It is the one thing that is most ignored in all businesses. I do not understand this at all because here's what happens. We go out, we spend a bunch of money, we acquire customers, we run AdWords, direct mail, Facebook ads, you're putting out door hangers, flyers, you're knocking on doors, you're cold calling, whatever it is, right? And then you acquire this customer, you get this customer, you go out, you do the job, and then you forget about them, okay? And I'm not saying like, well, Matt, I, uh, I email them you know, in the spring and, and whatever and let them know that we're open. No, dude, like you have to understand, you have to be marketing and targeting your customer list as if they are new customers, as if they have never heard of you and it is your sole purpose in life to make sure that they never forget who you are, the services you offer, what you do, and you have to be always touching them with different touch points. It can be things like email marketing, text marketing, voicemail marketing, phone calls, like pick up the phone and talk to your customer on a regular basis. This is something we have implemented in our business and it is a game changer. Because here's the deal. A lot of you guys don't know what it, what it costs you to acquire a customer, okay? That's okay. You can learn that stuff later. But what I'm telling you is you would be shocked to know how little profit is actually in the first time you service a customer. Why is that? Well, because... They called you off a marketing piece, most likely. You had to pay for that marketing piece to land in front of them, right? And then you had to maybe go out and walk around the house to quote the job or or pay your staff to give them a quote. And then you had to go out and do the job. Like the first time you service a, a customer, right, is one of the least profitable because of all your upfront expenses. It's the second, third, fourth, fifth time that you service that customer is where you're making all your money because you already have the quote in. You didn't have to remarket to him. You sent him an email. you, You shot him a phone call. It was free, right? And so the goal is to build a customer list of thousands and thousands of people that are raving fans for your business that you can call on a quarterly basis, email on a weekly basis, and remind them that you exist right and not only that you exist to service their home but you exist so they refer you to their friends and family and this is how you build a snowball effect and before you know it in tough times and in tough markets like right now you will be doing most jobs based off referral and based off your customer list which is going to give you a massive profit margin compared to what it would have been before which is going to help you when we're in an employee shortage like we are right now Now, I don't believe the employee shortage is going to last forever, but I do think this is going to be something, uh, you know, for the, gosh, I don't know, next year, two, three years, we're going to see a trickle effect of what's going on from this, and I do think it's going to naturally raise the prices that we have to pay our staff, and so we are going to have to figure out how to train the customer to understand that, A, things cost more nowadays, right? Right? And B, we're going to have to train ourselves to really hit our customer list. That way our businesses can be more profitable so we stay in business and it's worth it to be in business. Because at the end of the day, you're in business to make money, to make a difference, right? And so I just wanted to share that with you today. Like, I know you guys know most of the things I said, but I want you to know you're not alone. Employees are hard. There's no secret magic wand out there that, you know companies are doing and they're getting all the employees and you can't get any of them, competition's tough, right? Coffee shops are paying people 18 bucks an hour, okay? It's hard to, it's hard to get somebody to climb a ladder to clean a window, to clean a carpet, to cut grass, to do landscaping for, for 15, 18, 20 bucks an hour when they can go work a job that's inside that's easy for 18, 20 bucks an hour. So you have to figure out what you can do to acquire good help Right? Maybe it's sign-on bonuses, uh, maybe you can give your employees a referral bonus for, for finding friends and family that can come work for you, get creative, right? but with the staff you have, I want you to begin to rethink the way you're doing business and say, if I can't get as many employees as I need, what can I do inside my company to reshape the way we do things so we're more profitable with less jobs? I hope this helps. I love you guys. We'll be doing more podcasts soon. Stay tuned and take care. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.